you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Sixth Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Sixth Man Show. Today is August 11th, 2022. My name is Jonathan Osborne, joined by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's up, bro? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We uh, we got some basketball today or yesterday, as you guys are listening to this. So I uh, I can't can't complain. Got a little midday basketball. It, it reminded me of like March Madness vibes, where you just got all those day games for the first you know few days there. So it was good. It was good. And Luke is referring to the fact that we got to see uh, Germany take on Belgium in their first kind of pre Euro basket qualifier today. Uh, not really a qualifier, but a pre, uh, pre-Euro basket friendly, I should say. So we got to see Franz Wagner. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Wanted to take a moment to to shout out. Can't believe that we have failed to do, to do this on the last couple of pods. But um, you know, we talked you know, a few weeks ago about um, you know, Kenny for real. Um, Kenny Beecham, king of the fourth quarter, uh, does the Through the Wire podcast with House of Highlights. Does a, a ton of other things. How he was putting together basically like a small creator series on YouTube. He was going to bring one set of creators from every team covering, you know, NBA teams around the league. And we were lucky enough that you guys, you know, came through and were putting our name in the comments and everything like that. So uh, we got to record that, that podcast uh, or video really with Kenny. It went really well. Um, it's got like over 85,000 views or something like that. I think, we gained, I think, like three to four hundred subscribers in a couple of days yeah. on YouTube after that really? was posted. So, just really appreciate Kenny having us on. It was a lot of fun, and the reception has been really great. Yeah, I want to add to the reception, Jonathan. Here quickly, um, didn't talk to you about doing this, and you know, is what it is. But uh, I tend to do this recently. I think I've been doing this a lot more as well. But I do want to add that you know, the like Jonathan said, reception was great. In the comments, there was a, a couple comments. That that heard the the phrase when daddy um, that I uttered on the show. So I want to know uh, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, listeners of the show, if you want to DM us, uh, if you are listening on the audio uh, on via audio, or if you're watching on YouTube, if we were to 
actually make a shirt because I'm genuinely curious after you guys recommended this um, on Kenny's channel. Would you guys buy a shirt that said Win Daddy? Now, we don't know design wise, probably pretty minimal if we were to do it. But I'm genuinely curious, like would actually people do this? So please let us know. Um, I thought it was hilarious that it was brought up as a shirt idea in the comments. Pretty funny to see that. Um, awesome once again to be on Kenny Beecham's video since I've been watching him forever. And obviously Jonathan was is well aware with, with Kenny and his content as well. So just super cool to, to be on there and to be able to just like scroll through the comments and you know hundreds of comments and get to see people talking about a show that we were on with Kenny. So um, super awesome opportunity. A shout out to him. And you didn't tell me you were going to do that. You know, you're talking about the Wen Daddy shirt, and I may or may not have something in the works already, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact. Um, mm -hmm. If you guys uh, were, so I have just been working on some shirt designs um, that we may or may not, you know, throw up on our, our store at the sixmanshow.com slash shop. Uh, but if you are part of our patron or Patreon, and you're one of our patrons, we have a couple of designs up right now that you can actually vote on whether or not you would, you know, cop or drop. And depending upon the response from that, obviously we'll dictate what we add to the store and what we don't add to the store. Just trying to, you know, bring some more um, like Orlando Magic theme stuff to you guys that you guys can wear if you want to wear something to support the show um, and rep us around town, whatever the case may be, you guys will be able to do that. And speaking of our Patreon, you know, we take the opportunity each week to shout out our Hall of Fame to your patrons, which is exactly what I am going to do now. Uh, but if you haven't heard, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. If you want to help financially support the show, every little bit goes a long way. We appreciate every dime that comes in. We're going to shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons. So shout out Court Cousins, Armin, Elite Too Low, Jonathan Borges, Magic Player History, Wiffle, Michael Salapong, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Pierre A., Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Gotti93. Thank you to our Hall of Fame tier patrons, and thank you really to all of our patrons. Luke, there was some uh, you know controversial uh, magic-related news slash drama that came out. So we talked about last week, uh, that last weekend, Paolo Bancaro was going to be in Tacoma, Washington for Isaiah Thomas's event, the Pro-Am Basketball Tournament. Uh, what they called the Zeke end. And in I think the only game that Paolo played in the Zeke end, um, he played against DeJounte Murray's team. I thought they played the day and before, no? What's that? Didn't he play before that? He played Saturday and Sunday? Uh, you might be correct. I, 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 I truly feel like I remember. remember a tweet from him saying like he quote tweeted something about himself at the Zeke end and then said championship tomorrow. So maybe I, you're right. I think maybe you're I think, right. I know yeah. we were looking at highlights specific, specifically from the first game. We we're like, wow, these guys are like the are, level of yes. competition isn't isn't necessarily anything crazy with this one. Yeah. But um, regardless, at the Zeke end, he faced off against Dejounte Murray and Dejounte Murray's team there um, again in Tacoma. And the first clip that comes out from that matchup is uh, Dejounte Murray like has the ball like towards I think like the right elbow. And like kind of, you know, pump fakes. Paolo kind of gets turned around. DeJounte gives him like a little shove in the back with the elbow. Then lobs it off the glass, catches it, and dunks it. Awesome play by itself. Nothing wrong with that, right? Like it could be your welcome to the NBA moment, I guess. Which I always find interesting when you say that to a kid and you're playing either pickup or like a pro-am game. But, you know, I, I digress. 
The issue then comes, DeJounte grabs the ball and then is clearly like pissed off at Paolo and chucks the ball at Paolo, and Paolo looks like completely unbothered or whatever. So that happens, you know, people are posting about it on social media, you know, DeJounte is is sharing that on his Instagram and like, okay, whatever, it was a nice play, everybody's going to move on from this. But then Paolo obviously is on social media and is going through his Instagram, comes across the clip on DeJounte's story, I'm guessing tapped on DeJounte's Instagram pro- profile and realized that uh, he no longer was following Paolo which was like, okay, you are you feel some type of way about what was going on in this game that you went ahead and, and unfollowed me, but like, it's all good, you know, whatever. DeJounte sees this, then goes back to his Instagram story, essentially accusing Paolo of, of talking trash about Paolo being the number one pick and um, just kind of flexing on DeJounte that day and saying that, oh, you used to rebound for me as a kid, but now like you've lost your humble nature and like you've, you've switched up, you've yeah. changed up all this kind of stuff. And it's just like very like, and, and Paolo is just basically like whatever, like over it at this point. But it was just really strange when you see like that happened. It was like, okay, this is really weird. But then we see the other video of DeJounte like walking up to the bench and it, like, oh, this kid, this is who they came to see talking about Paolo. This is who they came to see. He's a little boy. He's too, he's soft. He's too small for this. First of all, like, what the hell are we talking about there? I, I, I'm just trying to lay out all the happenings of this, and then we can like really break it down. Yeah. And then the people in the crowd, obviously, you know, you're around an NBA player, you're hyped up, he's five feet away from you, like you're just interacting with him. But the crowd is just very much feeding into what Dejounte's saying. Like he's like, "I'm the real number five, Like blah 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 blah. Like they came to see us. Like no, they didn't come to see you, Dejounte. They literally came to see Paolo Bancaro, the number one overall pick. Like, it was just cool let's not that get you were it twisted. there. It was just cool just that, cool that like, you're there. You, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, like you can thank Paolo for is, being a part of that game. Like what? Like yeah. They, they came like, to see Paolo, dude. It's just so dumb. Trust me, they were not going crazy for you when you were in San Antonio. I I can almost guarantee no, you that they were okay? falling asleep. And then we see clips. If Paolo, one of the things that Paolo said was like, "All right, like next time we play, just like guard up and stop sending doubles." And we saw footage from the game that he was essentially being doubled like the entire game and still basically scoring at will. Like got past DeJounte for a dunk, um, knocked DeJounte over basically on accident, didn't even realize it, is like walking down the other end of the floor. DeJounte's just <laughs> walking up to him all, all mad or whatever, and Paolo's like, oh, yo, my bad. Like, yo, pats him on the stomach. Like, yo, it, this is like so like not this deep whatsoever. So, you know, first it was Kyle Lowry, and then it was Kyle Kuzma, and now it's DeJounte Murray of, like, public enemy number one. Just because it's been a while since Kyle Lowry has done something, like, directly to the Magic, for me, it's DeJounte Murray, like, number one right now. Like, just, first of all, just acting like an idiot at the game. Like, it's a pro-am game. Talking trash during the game. Then taking to social media after the fact and claiming that he, quote-unquote, like, switched up. It's just all very, it's just weirdo behavior. That's That's honestly how I feel about the entire thing. Yeah, and I think that that's not been a secret to like Spurs fans. From what I've been seeing is that Spurs fans were kind of like they've already observed that from DeJounte Murray as far as like just weird behavior from him and just kind of immature. I mean, not kind of. It's definitely like immaturity. But it, it it's a lot to unpack because, you know, it's just a pro-am and all you say all like we say all these things like it's just a pro-am. What is, what is he thinking? It just feels like 
and I hate to take it here, but it just feels insecure. Like it, it feels yep. like he showed up. He probably already knew and was honest with himself. Like this is for Paolo. Like Paolo, all these this gym is packed out because of one Paolo Bancaro and two Isaiah Thomas putting on the event. Like people just showing out and showing support for him as well. So it was just kind of weird behavior for sure from Dejounte and. But if you really dig, this isn't far from like what should be expected of him. He's just got the spotlight on him right now, and everybody's watching because not you know not everybody's watching Spurs games, especially the last few years. So it's just everything coming to light as far as his character goes. And don't get me wrong, like I'm sure Paolo said some crazy stuff. Uh, I I'm not gonna put it past Paolo to say stuff. If if Dejounte talked about him flaunting being number one pick then I, I might believe that. Like, I, I don't have a hard time believing it. Paolo's 19 and was the number one overall pick when he probably didn't expect to be. So now he's just kind of been validated as a player, and he already knew he was good. Like, Paolo knew he should go number one, but he didn't know if he was going to go. So now it's all reality, and I think it just is what it is. I think the insecurity piece probably plays a part for DeJounte and seeing Paolo there, knowing Paolo you know, had dominated the last pro-am prior and got a ton of love and people were sharing highlights. And so, and also why this shouldn't be surprising, Jonathan, is because do you remember at that pro-am that Paolo was playing at uh, prior, DeJounte had a, a, crossover. a, a the crossover highlight. We, we have three clips from DeJounte in the last like three or four weeks. That's, it's just clear, weirdo behavior. Yeah. It is, and he was just. And for those of you that don't know, uh, the other weekend, why well, can't I can't remember which pro the crossover. the crossover? That's what the, that I don't, we talked about it so much. I don't know how I didn't remember. So the at the crossover, yeah, Dejounte essentially the defender puts his head down and is just kind of like staring essentially at the torso of Dejounte, and Dejounte just begins to hit the ball off the guy's head. No, like literally hammer, no, like, like yeah, three like, like whack a mole, boom, 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 yeah, whack a mole. That is the best. And way And then to the guy that. probably concussed, just sits there stunned because he's like, "Did this guy really just do this to me?" So Dejounte gets obviously blows by him in this instance and gets a bucket. So it just truly weird behavior. I get like you're competitive. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I understand the competitive nature part uh, very well. Just because it's probably there are like wild stuff probably is being said. Everybody's having fun. I'm sure people cross the line. Paolo might have crossed the line, but physically Paolo did not cross the line at all. And I feel like if it was anything super crazy as far as verbally saying something to Dejounte, he would have aired that out as well. So if he really was just flaunting the number, being the number one pick. And understanding that people were there for him and was probably being pretty, you know, cocky, maybe saying some things to him, um, then is what it is. But I don't think it warranted like Dejounte to go as far as he did. But also, like I said, I after doing some research and the clips we've seen surface the last couple of weeks, you shouldn't be shocked by Dejounte's behavior. He's excited. He's on a new team. He feels like he has a chance to win now. He probably just, you know, has a lot of wind sales right now. This could definitely be like a little bit of my bias showing, but we don't have any evidence other than DeJounte Murray saying that. And just some of the other antics that he's put on display recently doesn't really seem like the most reliable source to me. Well, right I would now. love to know so, why he bounced excuse the ball me if off I don't that really kid's head believe. three times, too. So like, okay, so he does it to him, yeah. right? Throws the ball at uh -huh. Paolo, and then 
in like the next game they're playing in, a kid on the opposing team goes to score, falls on the ground. DeJounte yeah. grabs the rebound, bounces it off the kid's <laughs> face, and then starts going the other way. So, like, forgive me if I don't believe what DeJounte is saying about Paolo flaunting being the number one pick. Because now we don't know Paolo Bancaro, but everything that we've seen, everything that we've heard, does I don't really buy that right now. And I could be wrong, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm what, giving Paolo the benefit of the I'll doubt. What I'll say is that, that is that probably Paolo, the words that probably never came out of Paolo's mouth of like, oh, like, I'm the, num- I'm the number one pick. Like, I don't think he ever said that. Maybe his behavior indicated that that's why he was acting that way because he was the number one pick. That would be my guess. I doubt that Paolo did anything as childish as going up to, as like going to DeJounte and be like, I was the number, like, I'm the number one pick for a reason. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But I don't, I don't think so. Well, like for a guy who is going to be 26 years old next month in DeJounte and is literally just coming off of the best season of First his career all-star. where he was literally an all-star. Um, I think he might have been a, a replacement in mm-hmm. the West, if I'm not mistaken, but was still an all-star, right? Like a kid coming in as the number one pick and, you know, playing well against you in the Pro-Am. Like, I don't think there are there aren't many guys in the NBA, especially not of his stature, um, statistically and you know achievement wise, that would react this way to a 19 year old rookie. Like I, I it, it takes like you said it, to me, it takes an insecure individual to act like this. And I just found it really lame. Um, it's just really funny to me because like there's not a doubt in my mind that within two years, Paolo Bancaro clears Dejounte Murray. <laughs> like not even close. Yeah. Like the, like Paolo will clearly be the better player two seasons from now. And DeJounte can continue to talk trash, but I really want to see the Orlando Magic-Atlanta Hawks matchup. And, like, the opening possession, go mm-hmm. ahead. DM up one-on-one. Like, let's see what happens there. Yeah. Like you said, stop sending doubles, fam. <laughs> because we saw the clip. When there wasn't a double, Paolo blew right by him or knocked him on his yeah. rear end and, like, didn't even realize it. He's just that big. And, He's like, oh, and I'd like yeah, to clarify. Sorry, fell. Like, the Paolo calling out the double thing wouldn't have happened if DeJounte didn't call him out in the first place too. And, no. and, and this isn't like, wasn't it Devin Booker that, you know, in basically some off season runs yeah. with Joe a Kim few Noah. years ago yeah. that he was like, stop doubling. And he was just like calling for them to stop doubling, just like actually during it. Like it just weird. People are doubling and pick up, but uh, not the case at all. Uh, not the same scenario whatsoever. Paolo was number one saying the truth, but it's not like Paolo was, irritated that they were sending doubles until DeJounte poked the bear even more and he was like fine like how about you don't send doubles and and it's true I mean and Paolo should be able to blow by him for what it's worth but DeJounte or not blow by but DeJounte shouldn't be able to to out muscle him defensively any of those sort of things Paolo is just a massive human being as we already have established but it is truly insane that that DeJounte went to those levels and he's already starting. I mean, that matchup is going to be a lot of fun. So I guess thank you for that, Dejounte. Because regardless of how it turns out, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm just hoping that that you know we get the last laugh with Paolo, obviously. Which was just like really weird, like the comment about him being too little and he's a little boy when he literally like bulldozed you and like sent you flying to the ground. So I I don't really know like what the issue is there. Right. We we've seen we've seen the benefits of having the number one pick, and what it has done as far as like media attraction, but we're finally getting like player beef and 
it's it is fun. I'm fine I mean, with we're it. we're able to we're able to make a segment out of it. It's fun. We me and Jonathan are in for anything that that gives us content to talk about for sure at any point in the year. So thankful for this, Dejounte, and also thankful that we now have games to circle, especially that we didn't have before because of player interactions in the off season and just like drama. The NBA is fun because it's it's drama. And we're finally able to participate because people care enough to get under our skin, like a Palo skin in this case, which ties directly to the team. So I'm all for it. It is what it is, but it, it, I'd be lying if I said I was not looking forward to the season even more now. And just the the last point here, you know, you pointed out that Paolo wouldn't really have responded if it wasn't for DeJounte. Like DeJounte like really was trying to show Paolo up. Like it wasn't like, a, yeah. oh, look what I did in this game. It was like, oh, look what I did to Paolo in this game. Like that was the the like kind of sentiment from the outset of like, oh, like what yo, you think you're something? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna post this to social media and show I'll, how great I am. Yeah. And Paolo's like, all right, well, if this is really impressive, then like just guard me one on one and see what I'll do to you. Yeah, I think the most disrespectful thing is the last thing that I'll say about it, but the most disrespectful thing of it all was that DeJounte tried to tie it back to like when Paolo was younger. Yeah. And he was like, don't act like you didn't want to rebound for me, basically, yeah. like back in the day. And, and now, now you're number one better pick, than you me. Up. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, oh, now he's a competitor of yours. Like, it just, it was corny to me. Yeah. And it made me feel bad for Paolo because it was like, what, what if, like, clearly, if that is true, that Paolo did look up to DeJounte. And I can guarantee you he doesn't anymore. And that's why they say never meet hey, your heroes, I guess. Never meet your heroes. But. But that that's it is unfortunate for Paolo if you know because that could have been a guy that he was just excited to to compete against um, for the sake of just being cool with him and understanding like how big the moment is that this guy that I looked up to like we're on an even pedestal actually I'm on a higher pedestal now and now it's like he won't be able to can't wait to play him just because of how petty Dejounte has been so. It, it, well, there's there's some definitely a human aspect to think about as well. Dejounte can have fun being a Trey Young's Robin. So I mean, yeah, that's true. That's a fact. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver. It's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so today, Luke, we got to see Germany take on Belgium in uh, Germany's first friendly uh, matchup kind of before Eurobasket starts in uh, like three weeks from today, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Was it like end of the month, here. beginning of September? Uh, it'll be yeah, it'll be three weeks from the from the time that you guys were listening. So it's September first. Mm. So um, Germany comes out victorious in this one, eighty-seven to eighty-three. 
Germany got off to a pretty big lead um, in the first quarter before Belgium started to get hot you know, from behind the arc, really closed the gap. I think Belgium was down 10 at the end of the first quarter, um, You know, kind of closed the gap. I think Germany was up four going into the second half. And then really the second half was kind of like back and forth. Like Belgium finally took the lead at one point, and then it was just kind of going back and forth into the fourth quarter. And then really with about two minutes left, Germany's up one. I think it was Dennis Schroeder found Franz Wagner in the left corner for an open three. He knocks that down, and that basically ended up being the deciding basket in the game. Germany beats Belgium 87-83. to But obviously the reason that we were looking forward to this game and looking you know, to, to watch this game was the Wagner brothers, Moritz Wagner and Franz Wagner. Now, um, the German national team came out a couple of days ago, I think it might have been yesterday, saying that, uh, Mo Wagner suffered some court, some kind of ankle injury and is out for the summer for Germany. So I don't know if that's just like an overabundance of caution because right after Eurobasket, he would go into like, you know, training camp and preseason for the Orlando Magic, or if it's because it's that significant of an injury. I think if it was, if it was that significant of an injury, we would have saw a press release from the Orlando Magic stating that he was going to miss significant time. Um, so my guess is they're probably just playing it really safe. You don't want him playing on like a sore ankle, you know, for the next month and then have to go right into training camp. You know, you just want to make sure that you're healthy and, and, and kind of ready to go for that. But we kind of thought, all right, well, if we don't get to see Mo, then it's going to mean that Germany's going to have to rely upon Franz Wagner a lot more. And that kind of was the case, kind of wasn't the case. We can talk about that in a moment. But Franz ends the game with 23 points, um, a team high for Germany, five rebounds, seven of 13 from the floor. Um, really looked great. I mean, you know, obviously looked rusty. Um, you know, it's been a while since he's played live, you know, basketball that mattered since basically April with the Magic. So about four months now. Um, but 23 points on 13 field goals, that is super efficient. Um, had a few highlight plays. Started the game with a deflection, scored the first basket for Germany. Um, had a, another corner three a few minutes after that. Um, had a really nice um, like kind of curl action where he got the ball at the top of the key. Drove it into the paint and then found a wide open three-point shooter at the top of the key for an assist. And then, like I said, he hits the big shot down the stretch um, really to put the game away for Germany. So, uh, But, Luke, what did you think of, of seeing Franz for the first time in you know quite a few months? First of all, he looked great. He he looked really good. I also think it's important to note that NBA play and international play are two different games. Um and, and that is really why, you know, Franz honestly looked like he played the role he played with the Magic this past year as a rookie because he was a rookie in the NBA and then was a rookie on the international stage. For this game as well um and i think there's a lot that goes into it but i do think that that franz you know clearly the nothing was being ran through him um in orlando he had like the fifth highest usage rate when he's like arguably you know top two or three player on the team so just kind of goes to show you that you know as a rookie you have to pay your dues they're not sure how he would maybe translate the international ball, which is kind of silly if that is the case, just for the sake of Franz makes everybody better. And I think that's on any stage. 
I think just because you can fit him alongside anyone. So, uh, but regardless, Franz was able to find his spots just like he was in Orlando. Footwork looked great as well. Able to hit that that three down the stretch. Really impressive to me. Um, I, I think that 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 he he looked good, all things considered. Wish we were able to see Mo play. I do hate that for him that he's not able to play. We know how much he obviously values this international play and playing for his country and just because of his performances. He's been incredible, and he is one of their better players because it is the international stage. Like He is a, a stud player for that team, for that for Germany. So was disappointed to see that, but good to see Franz got his regardless and was able to make some big shots down the stretch. Um, shows his mindset is there. He, he, he wasn't feeling pressure, didn't seem like mentally making decisions they were good so what did what did you take away from from this game with Franz my takeaway was that the German national coach is a casual <laughs> and obviously didn't watch very much Orlando Magic basketball this season you know yeah. some would say that that's surprising some would say it's not surprising but yeah I just I don't I don't know a ton about like the international game and yeah I know especially um, there's like a, a different culture, right? Like in terms of like seniority mm-hmm. and guys who have played for the national team, like a long time, um, like that carries a lot of weight. But to me, like if I had, you know, th- basically they have three NBA guys on their team at this point, Franz Wagner, Dennis Schroeder, and Daniel Tice. It's the best league in the world, obviously with the best players in the world. If I had three NBA guys on my team, I'd be like, all right, which of these three guys is the best NBA guy? And right now, to me, that's clearly Franz. Like I don't even think it's close with with those other guys. And I would say, you know what? That's the guy that we're going to make the focal point of the offense. <laughs> and on the long shot, uh, Duncan Robinson podcast a couple of you know, weeks ago with Franz and Moritz, they were talking about the international team. You know, they were talking about the German team, and how for a long time, the only guy that they had on that team that could really break guys down off the dribble is Dennis Schroeder. But now they have Franz, who we know can do that. We saw him do that multiple times in this game. And too many times I thought it was just like pick and roll with Dennis Schroeder and Daniel Tice. Franz Weiner just kind of standing in the corner. Even when Schroeder wasn't on the floor, there was a lot of Franz standing in the corner, which I, I, I understand to a certain extent because he's such a good cutter from that spot. Daniel Tice caught him kind of cutting from the weak side, found him underneath the basket for an easy layup in this game. But like Franz is the best player on that team like for me. And especially in the second half, when the Germans' offense really started to slow down and kind of bog down, there were a lot of sloppy turnovers from the German team. I just thought, all right, this is where you want to get Franz involved. Like, have him run, you know, pick and roll. Like, he can be the roll guy with Schroeder, or he can be the ball handler in the pick and roll with Tice, and just kind of let him find guys. And he did that in this game, like, given the opportunity. Yeah. But, I mean, again, 23 points um, on 13 field goal attempts everything that you want like efficiency wise i think it's a little bit concerning uh you know for germany just given the fact that belgium um, at least what i've read isn't very good at the national level they were favored by eight yeah and germany was yeah germany plays uh france their opening game uh, of Eurobasket. now france is going to be without victor wembenyama but they're playing in a group with slovenia um lithuania france like it's a very good group. Like just if you look at all of the the four groups at Eurobasket, that is the quote unquote, you know, like the the group of death. So Germany's gonna have to play really well, um, basically to get out of that group. Um and yeah, I just think 
Franz is going to be pivotal for them if they're going to be successful in that FIBA tournament. Yeah, I think that there's a couple of things to note and, and maybe think about when it comes to this, to just the, the tournament and everything. The one thing is that maybe Franz, as far as, well, so I'll say this. Franz, his abilities might be a blessing and a curse to him. Um, this meaning he is so good off ball, as young as he is, that they say he's too important. We can't let him, like, we've got Schroeder who can play on ball. But like you said, even when Schroeder was out of the game, he was still standing in the corner playing off ball and being utilized in that way. Now, there's another... He wasn't set- being utilized in that way. He was standing there right, yeah, without yeah. the ball. But then the, the, the yeah, so so that's what I'm saying is, like, maybe he's just, but but maybe he is, like, that's the case. Or there's another scenario here where it's just a friendly. It's not the actual tournament. Or is Germany holding the, the tricks up their, their sleeves and they're not wanting to, to show anything as far as using Franz. I don't, I don't it, know that I buy that. Let's hide the guy that we know is like the best NBA player right, on their team. Right, but you team. already know it. Why do you need to reveal what your actions are, what actions you're going to run with him? I just don't think what, you're going to pull out the point Franz. Catch, I don't think you're going to catch teams sleeping with Franz Varner at this point. Right, but I'm saying the actions, like showing like what they do. I don't I know. Guess. I'm not going to act like I know international. Maybe it's less pick and roll than the NBA. And you Just actually say you don't know do international things. ball. That's true. I don't know international ball. I don't know, parentheses, international ball. I don't know ball. But, uh, no, but that, that's my point, though, is maybe that is the case. And I'm not going to act like it is the case. I'm not going to act like I know. But it is another theory that maybe they're waiting because it, this we have seen how much people love like how much pride people take in playing for their country, i.e. Moritz Wagner. This maybe obviously I'm sure the coach of Germany feels the same way. Maybe it's just that big of a thing for him where he's like, I'm not showing him anything. I'm I'm keeping the cards close to the vest and we're gonna pull all of this out in the group stages and Franz is gonna go crazy more than twenty three points. So I am disappointed that, that Moritz didn't get to play today, solely for the fact that I think the the brothers, the Vagen dogs, I, I think they combined for 50. You know, I think they combined for 50 it's, today. I mean, I, I can't say that you're wrong. You know, I think I also just think Germany would have a much better chance. Obviously, he's one of their best in players. The Eurobasket tournament with, with Moritz Wagner. We saw that last year in the Olympic qualifying tournament, you know, when he was dropping like 28, right. you know, 30, some other games. Yeah. That's what I want to see out of France. We got robbed. You know? They're going up against FIBA Fournier. In, in, in France, coming up on September first, man. Whatever you say on the international stage, Evan Fournier is an absolute baller. France did beat USA a few years ago. Let's not act like that did not happen. It is okay? different stages. They still have, they still have Evan. They still have Rudy Gobert. They got you know Frankie Smokes, Frankie Nilakina. So, yeah, they got some NBA guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, I I want to see. Franz just be the focal point. At, at least give me one game of that. Like give me give me FIBA Franz. FIBA you know, Franz. I want to see him drop, you know, 30 points, 35 points in a game. Put that on a shirt. Like yeah, FIBA Franz. FIBA yeah, Franz. Yeah, I mean, that might be copyrighted. We probably can't do we that. We can't but, do it. Um, I'm just putting it out there. Someone if can. Franz's camp yeah. wants to do it, if he goes crazy in, in FIBA in the tournament, feel free. We'll 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 clip it. We'll send it your way, Franz. Don't worry. Well, I, you know, we'll we'll do our best to just bring it to you, bring the and idea listen, to you. I I know, I know, you know, FIBA Eurobasket is coming up. Let me see, because I I'm gonna hold on to that because you know I name every single one of these podcast titles. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to hold on to FIBA Franz for like Franz really popping off in Eurobasket. Let me see anyone else <laughs> use that before the point. You're talking to other podcasts. This, I, I'm talking to every. I don't care who it is. I don't, I don't care if it's Zach Lowe. <laughs> I don't want anybody. I I am coining FIBA Franz right now. You're coining okay? it verbally you here first. to use as a podcast yes. title if Franz pops off. Correct. Okay. That is that is a fact. Okay. So FIBA Franz. If I see that, I am coming for everybody. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. So, um, yeah, want to see Franz featured a little bit more uh, for the German national team. But it's good to see them win a game. You know, it was a, a game that probably should have won a little bit easier than they did, but they got the win. Our guy made some plays down the stretch. And looking forward to, uh, yeah, Friday. And, and that was another thing today, just trying to find out where to watch the game. Headache. Friday they're playing the Netherlands, I believe, so we're going to have to try to scramble and find that link too. Mm. Making it hard on us. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Luke, I think that's going to do it for this week. What do you say? Yeah, I think it's good. I think, uh, think we're good to think go. So. Can't wait for Friday, FIBA Franz to show out. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Excited to have, you know, at least basketball to look forward to. It's refreshing. Yes. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Let's go!